Alex just revealed he's had his second espresso, so we are ready to go. Welcome back to the Ubloquity podcast with me, Don Birch. This is the podcast where we get to speak to thought leaders from across the world about this wonderful world of technology that we are in. And I'm delighted this week to welcome onto the podcast, Alex Alexander. Now, Alex and I go back to our Walmart days, but he is a CPTO, a CTO, a NED, a digital transformation, retail and consumer and fintech specialist. Alex, you are so skilled. I don't know how you fit it all on your business card. Well, Dom, first of all, thanks very much for having me. Uh, I'm a really fan of your uh, podcast. It's a great pleasure to be here. Uh, I've been in the tech space for over two decades, uh, leading technology teams for um, some of the world's most renowned companies. And these roles have taken me to three continents. Uh, and it's been a journey you know, through consumer retail. And I think I've done every vertical of retail from food to fashion and luxury. Couldn't be more contrasting. Uh, I've done retail banking. I've done uh, aviation and online marketplaces, amongst others. But what I would say has been really exciting about my roles is that working with great teams to build great products. So another lens that you could put into what I do or what I've done in the last uh, two decades is that uh, to get teams to outperform, to build products that customer, uh, customers want. And through this journey, most of the products that you know I've been involved with, uh, as you know, are digital products. Uh, and I developed this obsession for e-commerce from early 2000. Um, so, you know, uh, it's been exciting and I'm really grateful for the opportunities that I've had. And just let's go back there then, because, I mean, technology just moves at pace, but it's sort of like, I always think of it as a bit like the dance. It's, you know, sort of a quick step. It's quick, quick, slow. Sometimes new, you know, changes, new developments arrive, whether that's the internet, whether it then becomes things like augmented reality and more recently things like blockchain. And they sort of announce themselves and we go, oh my gosh, this is going to revolutionise absolutely everything. And then they sort of take a little bit of time to bed in. So what is it that, as you look back on your career, what are those kind of moments, those huge sort of revolutionary changes in the world of IT and tech that that are still prevalent today? And actually, the, you know, as you look back, go, gosh, that was really cutting edge what we were doing 20 years ago. Yeah, I would say, obviously, everything starts with the internet. That that really changed things. Uh, and, you know, really got you so much closer to the customer, which at first is so intimidating that, you know, there is no distance. When you're launching a digital product, there is no distance between you and the customer. And, of course, that's been with us. And then that evolved into, from a world of retail, it evolved into omni-channel. And everybody was trying to figure out, well, how do we do omni-channel? And, of course, then eventually figured this out. And, of course, you know, these days um, we talked about generative AI. But, actually, the foundation was AI itself. It has been around for a number of years. And I remember some of the first um, AI initiatives that I was working on. Uh, you know, six or seven years ago. And it's evolved into this um, breakthrough generative AI just because, you know, everybody can relate to it. It's no longer this, uh, you know, tech that, you know, only tech people can use. Generative AI is about, uh, you know, vision, is about um, pictures, is about images, is about text. And you can actually have a dialogue with it. And it actually becomes real because it brings technology to everyday people for everyday activities. And then I would say another big um, milestone was um, blockchain. And what blockchain did really brought these possibilities of authenticity. 
where does something come from? Um, and how do I know it's authentic? So anything from talent. So is this person that says they've done all these wonderful things on the CV, are they really as authentic as they say they are? The food that I'm eating, is it really says um, what it says on the tin or where it's come from? Uh, and many, many other applications. So I would say, you know, uh, groundbreaking technologies, I would say, are blockchain um, and AI. And of course, we've seen the new evolution of um, AI with generative AI. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, let's go back. So that, that kind of internet where at the start, you know, web pages were very wallpaper, weren't they? They were just their functional pages. Then we had this kind of web two where you could start to, as a user, you could create your own content that became dynamic and social media could be embedded and people started blogging and all that kind of stuff through to the kind of TikTok generation where you really do have millions of people now who have huge reach and impact and influence by creating content that people like them and the algorithm just you know goes around and it serves you the stuff that you want to see so your for you page really is you know learning about what do you like to be entertained by what do you want to read you know what do you want to see and then we're sort of moving now into this world where chat gpt you know people are beginning to realize that you no longer have to start with a blank sheet of paper and if you can get the command right and you can be thoughtful about the question you're asking and how you're posing it and what persona you want to adopt in order to get the answer through in a matter of milliseconds now you've got a page full of pretty good content be that content that you want to share on the web or actually quite technical content so you know this is huge advances isn't it it certainly is and i think um you know it's about personalizing everything for the individual at the uh, you know at milliseconds as you said it's like having a personal concierge. And I remember I uh, used to talk about this concept uh, as something in the future, uh, six or seven years ago, but it's not the reality because with, um, uh, you know, generative AI, effectively you're, you've got a personal concierge that can tell you. Uh, you can um, uh, do your shopping across many websites uh, by just one command. You don't even actually have to go to the specific websites. So you could say you want to buy some theater the tickets and find me the best tickets uh, for these times. And generative AI could actually do all the heavy lifting for you uh, or a fancy eating some, um, some food and I want the ingredients. And effectively, it's really the concept of personal concierge that at your fingertip in the moment, it's now possible. And you combine that with blockchain because then you know exactly how authentic that things. And of course, in the, the world of fashion and luxury where I spent four years uh, in, that is so important. You want to know that that Gucci bag that you're buying actually is genuinely Gucci or that theater tickets that you've got are genuinely genuine. So I think all of that has been made possible at a much faster pace that I even had imagined and I'm in tech. You love data, don't you? And you love insight. You love finding out what's working, what's not working. And then that allows you then to streamline and be more efficient and actually to build teams of real people, but make sure that you've got the right talent in the right place doing the right stuff. Just talk me through some of that, because some of that learning you've brought now into the present day, which we'll move on to in a moment. Yeah, um, as I said before, I mean, one common denominator in all of my roles has been about people. You know, how do you... Uh, get the team best out of the team. And, you know, in the early days of my career, I used to think about, okay, that's going to be about the tech strategy. That's going to be about the overall strategy. But one of the things that I learned probably over a decade ago, that is actually, no, it's about the human side of it. It's uh, and the cornerstone of 
every successful productive team and every successful launch, whatever that launch may have been, you know, across any of the industries that I've worked in, is to get everybody to believe in that shared purpose. And if everybody is really passionate about it, you know, as you face setbacks, failures, which we know with any big launches, you're going to hate those um, setbacks and um, difficulties. And if you don't have that, you give up because it is hard. It is hard to do some of those difficult things. And uh, and this purpose always needs to be contagious uh, because everybody at all levels in the team uh, really need to feel it and they can connect to it. And I always look back to this famous story about JFK visiting NASA during the Apollo program. And it's amazing because he struck up his conversation with the janitor at Mission Control, and he asked him what he was doing. And the janitor replied, I'm putting a man on the moon. I think that sums it up, that once you've got that shared vision, everything is possible. The second ingredient is, you know, for um, getting the best out of the team is to make sure they've got the right skills and they know what to do in terms of the context of the job. And the last thing is that get them to do what they're good at and leave them alone and don't interfere with them and give them autonomy in what they're doing. Um, and I still don't understand that uh, in some of the organizations that I come across, they still tell people how to do things. And you shouldn't because clever people, they will figure it out. You just need to give them the shared purpose. You need to make sure they've got the right skills and really set them loose to um, do the magic. Love that. Absolutely love that. Now, you know, I'm working in a technology company. It's funny, isn't it? Like our paths have sort of gone away and diverged. And then here we go, come back at this intersection. (laughs) But um, So I'm working at a a blockchain company. And one of the things, you know, we're a startup, right? And we're kind of in that scale up sort of zone where we're beginning to, I mean, there's almost too many opportunities coming our way. So we're having to be really, really um, focused on which ones we get go after. But we're, we know, we're quite a small team and we've, we've had a setback. And it's really interesting to see in that moment of, you know, distress, how people show up and actually the importance of having culture and the importance of having shared values and a purpose you just see the best of people and you see the best of an organisation. It was always the way, wasn't it, Asda, when we had a crisis? We were often at our very best in a crisis, funnily enough. Um, yes. Talk to me about what you're up to now then, because, you know, you're based over in Italy. You know, you are a truly a sort of a global citizen in many ways. But talk to me about your your new venture, because it's really exciting. Um, if I go back, if you asked me the same question, um, Dom, six months ago, I would have definitely said to you, uh, I'm going to get onto something a bit more complex, even bigger than the previous things put together. But, you know, life has got this knack of throwing uh, curveballs at uh, you, doesn't it? And we've all experienced that. And a family health emergency last year gave me a moment to, you know, stop and reflect and ask myself, what is it that I really want to do? And what really matters um, to me? Right now, I've reached the stage that I'm genuinely excited about the future. Uh, and I want to really carve out something which is new and something which is uniquely mine based on, you know, the journey that I've had. You know, everybody's journey is uh, unique. Uh, and uh, and in some ways, my journey has shaped me as a person that I'm in today. So I would like, you know, to turn my passion for people and building great teams, which is really essentially you know, if you, you know, take the technology part of it uh, out, is that that's what I've done for the last two decades, you know, creating teams that are outperform. Um, and I want to build a product uh, or a platform, however we want to put it, to improve the productivity of tech teams. 
but also address something that I'm really, really passionate about, um, and that's sustainability of digital products, because we have a huge footprint, carbon footprint, when it comes to digital products. And I'm uh, curious, I'm passionate about both of these challenges. Uh, and, and really, ever since I came up with this idea, I haven't really been able to stop thinking about it. So, and I feel in some ways, over the last decade or so, I've been trying to solve the same two challenges, but for di- in different roles with different companies. And now I want to have the opportunity to figure out how to solve this for every company uh, in every industry. Uh, so that they can measure the productivity of the tech teams, but it can also improve it. I mean, aligned to this, the second part of this is that um, I want to really leverage the same platform, uh, really my experience, to create sort of a new kind of tech community. Uh, You know, if you like, the bionic teams that are teams that are productivity levels are off the charts. And if you go back to our earlier conversations uh, just a couple of minutes ago, I think technologies such as generative AI and blockchain are key uh, to solving um, this. And, you know, you may ask me a question, well, why Italy? Why have I decided to, to do this venture in Italy? And for me, the timing of the launch is September. And the reason it is Italy, because I've had some fantastic work experiences, fantastic life experiences, uh, having lived and worked in Italy for about four years. And, um, and I still know so many people, uh, you know, friends, mentors, and I have a special connection to Italy. So, and I see great opportunities in Italy as well. So I think this is uh, really my path, my journey. And it is going to be both a personal journey and a business journey because, you know, Italy is not my hometown. Uh, so I'm moving, you know, everything from uh, UK to Italy. But what is uh, what really I'm determined and I've thought about this long and hard, I want to share my experience of building a startup, I about building a public approach, and I want to share it with everyone. So I would like to inspire anyone with a dream, like my dream, uh, and I want to give um, something back to all of those people that throughout my career have helped me to get here. I mean, it's well known in the circles I operate in that Alex Alexander is one of the nicest people you're likely to bump into, not just in the tech industry, but in the world, right? So, I mean, that just goes without saying. Tell me what it means to be a freelancer, right? Because that's one of the things that, you know, you're setting apart, aren't you? You're beginning to put this focus on talent in a different way. What does that mean to be a freelancer? I think it's about freedom. It's about freedom to choose what you want to do. And I think the idea of freelancing combined with portfolio career is really maximizing that freedom that anybody could have in terms of choosing what they want to do and perhaps having more than one job. Maybe they're working on something for four days a week and maybe they want to do one day something else. And that flexibility means that there is opportunities for development, opportunities to learn new things. Um, And I think freedom is really important because uh, it is linked to productivity. And I think if you have the freedom of thinking, freedom of mind and excitement about what are the things that you choose and you want to do, I think it contributes to the productivity. So that's what I mean by combining freelancing with portfolio career to, you know, to create, you know, what I call freelancing. And, you know, this world of blockchain then, because when we were chatting before with, with Rob, our CEO, well, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about this notion of how do you create this really, I mean, it can be like a micro community, right, of CTOs 
from around the globe who have experience and knowledge and know-how and all of that kind of power that they they have, but also combining that with then a blockchain platform that allows you to validate or the teams that they're recruiting, you know, the the, the 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 engineers and the sort of DevOps people that they might be recruiting from all around the world who they might not meet in person, really do have the skills and the capacity and the capability to do the job. And blockchain is a sort of an enabler, isn't it, to, to validate that and then build that sort of trusted network. Correct. Absolutely. And I think it's about that authenticity. Is because it's so hard to find the right talent. Obviously, everybody's CV is their perception of, you know, what they've done and, um, um, you know, their experiences and the level of and depth of that experience. But of course, you know, you've got to test that to make sure that they have the same skills as they say. When they say they are a, you know, senior DevOps engineer, are they really senior or the junior? Uh, and that really using blockchain to validate that actually there are genuinely a senior DevOps engineer or software engineer, it's key. And being able to really even certify and authenticate that these are the, the different courses or different levels of learning that they've done, it's a key to make sure that, you know, everybody is confident that um, the individuals are uh, can deliver the level of productivity that um, they say they can do. And it is also true that, you know, when I talk about uh, for companies to be able to measure the productivities of the teams or even sustainability of the products, to be able to authenticate that, and I should say this is the source of information. This is, you know, at this point in time, this was a level of productivity or this was level of sustainability. Again, that can only be possible with blockchain. So this is a very important use case for blockchain. So Alex, tell me about this passion for e-commerce then and and I guess it probably was ignited to some extent when we were together at Asda because that was a time of huge change but also real excitement embedding like amazing technology and, and and also leveraging the whole Walmart thing too right absolutely and I think it was the scale of it uh, and I got hooked and obsessed with e-commerce because bigger the scale and of course with Walmart everything was large scale was more um, exciting and thrilling uh, it was. And I and I traced that back. Why is it that I'm so obsessed with it? And it really comes back to the launch day. So picture this. It's one or two o'clock in the morning. Everyone is asleep, but your team is buzzing with excitement because by 6 a.m., um, you know, the website needs to be up, the app needs to be up because customers, um, you know, across the globe are going to use it. And imagine, you know, working for a year, sometimes a couple of years to launch a product. And then all of your effort is going to be put to test during that four-hour window. And if things are not up and running by 6 a.m., it was usually me ringing the CEO or COO, and a couple of times I had to do that, um, to say, can we have a bit more time to launch the product? So it is high stakes. It's intense. And honestly, for me, it was addictive. It reminds me of something, as you know, I'm a runner, and it reminds me of something that uh, my inspiration, Usain Bolt, um, said. He said, you train for four years to run nine seconds, and people give up when they don't see results after two months. And I think this is exactly it with um, e-commerce launches, is that it's like a training. You train for this big race. There's no compromise. There's no shortcuts, and it is tough, and you need to show resilience and, and to, to get there. And I think the human side of it is quite... Um, important and of course if um, you haven't got that human side of it um, uh, you know aligned in terms of the passion that people give up so i think this was a really important lesson for me what's next then what's the future hold obviously you've got this announcement this launch happening 
In fact, this podcast is almost the launch for it to some extent. So, 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 so what's your what's your sort of near term ambition? Because it's always hard, isn't it, when you're starting a new business? You kind of have to go where the action is. But what what's your sort of hope and aspiration for the for the months ahead? Yeah, uh, I mean, always people used to say to me, uh, being a CTO is a lonely place to be, um, and I think being a founder is a much lonelier place to be because you know you come up with this idea that at first you've got to you know, validate in your own mind whether you've got that fire in your um, tummy to really be passionate about it uh, and actually then convince everybody else that it's not such a crazy idea and that actually could be done and we've got to figure out how to do it. And that always reminds me uh, of one of the fantastic um, uh, things that I heard Jeff Bezos said, that if your idea doesn't create misunderstanding, is not innovative enough. So my idea may be creating misunderstanding, so I've got to really explain that in a way that everybody can understand it. And I like to join up with uh, some like-minded individuals that actually have the same passion to want to do this uh, and go this journey uh, together. And of course, you know, I want to share my journey, um, everything, the good, bad, ugly, the things that, um, you know, I've learned along the way. So I want to to do that. I've got to figure out the best way that I can share my journey uh, with everybody. Uh, as I, you know, go through my personal and business journey um, from UK to Italy, so maybe maybe a podcast uh, is the best approach. Maybe some other ways to share that. But really, starting to build the team, starting to uh, really uh, uh, building some of the foundation for the business. And you know, for me, I'm in no rush to get to any destinations because for me. What is key is the journey of what I'm learning along the way, which is important, learning about how I can use generative AI in achieving this objective, how I can use blockchain to achieve these objectives. And where can people find out more, Alex? So you've got a website launched. Um, give people the details. Where can they go and if they want to get, you know, start joining in that journey? First of all, really fo- follow me on um, LinkedIn. So I think that's the first uh, thing I would say. Um, because all the launch details would be, you know, I will provide that um, in September when things are uh, ready. And of course, when everybody is back from holidays, because that's another thing uh, right now in Italy that, uh, you know, everybody's on holidays. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, I think in September I'll be revealed, but, uh, you know, connect with me because uh, I want to really make sure that um, I can share more information with everybody uh, about this, uh, what I call exciting idea and uh, something that is innovative as well. But um, yeah, connect with me, follow me, and um, uh, and I really I like to tell my story to everybody, and I like to excite everybody else about what I'm excited about. Alex, it's been a pleasure catching up with you. I'm I'm sure we can check in again and have another podcast in three months' time, six months' time, and just see how far you've got down that journey. But for the time being, thank you so much for coming on to the Blockity podcast. My pleasure, and I have to return a compliment as well to, to say it, uh, to you. I mean, um, you've been an inspiration to me as well, um, and I've learned so much from you as well, uh, both as a friend, former colleague. Um, so thank you for the great thing that you're doing as well, and I love your podcast, and um, it's a pleasure to be part of it now. Thanks, Alex. Thank I'm you. blushing. Even the dogs joining in in the background. But for the time being, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. 